0: What's going on guys, it's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Uh, I got to tell you about my
1: meal yesterday, my eating yesterday, because I'll tell you, I, I have considered like, hey, I could use this uh, time. And I may have mentioned this last episode. I was like, you know, we could use this time to maybe eat healthier, maybe get in shape. And and then by the time the quarantine's done and I go back to work, all my coworkers will be like, wow, man, you look great. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, is yesterday I... Did not do well with my eating, um, so we, oh. so lunch wise, I did okay. I I think I had like a sandwich. It wasn't like I had like a ham and cheese cold sandwich. It was fine. But for dinner, here's what we did. So my thinking was, if we order two big pizzas and we have a bunch of leftovers to last us for a few days, um, as as another food option. So we did the the lar- the extra large, half cheese, half pep. That's the classic. But then pizza bowls. Did this promotion where they let people create the next pizza type or whatever It was a contest, and yeah. I guess the guy that won made a mac and cheese pizza. So yesterday I had it had mac and cheese on it, it had bacon on it, um, and it was unbelievable.
0: See, I, I didn't see the bacon part in your Instagram story. So when you when you messaged me back, because obviously I had to message you because of it. Yeah. But you know, when when I messaged you, you said it had bacon on, it. And I was very shocked.
1: It had bacon on it, and it was unbelievable. And so we've got that left over. And Abby loves that pizza. Like uh it's, it's she because she's a Big Mac and cheese fan, and I, as I am as well. And and I never. So the only Mac and cheese type pizza I've ever had was at Cece's, where they kind of basically just threw a couple Mac and cheese noodles on a pizza and called it Mac and cheese pizza because it's Cece's. You pay like five bucks, and you can eat as much as you want. So, yeah. but this actually took the the care where the. You can tell that it's a legit mac and cheese pizza when the noodles are like kind of baked in underneath the cheese. So that way, you know, <laughs> and the bacon too. So that way it's not just like they put these toppings on top. They kind it of took ba- effort. It exactly. Took effort. They put it all. There was a system. It was a systematic approach. So I had some mac and cheese pizza. I had some uh, pepperoni pizza, some cheese pizza. I had also ordered six wings <laughs> along with it. Now I only ate three of the wings because I was like, this is, I, I'm going to throw up. Um, and then I was pounding, I had three or four of my favorite IPAs, which is called Hazy Little, uh, Hazy Little Thing IPA. It's made by Sierra Nevada. Um, it's Ooh. a, it's a great hazy, hazy IPA. So I had three or four of those. And then, you know, we, since we eat dinner so early, we eat dinner at like five o'clock. By the time seven or eight rolls around, you know, your boy's still hungry. Now, luckily, we bought the party size double stuff Oreos, a giant. Um, so what I did was I made myself a little most stuff as I grabbed three double stuff and you separate, (laughs) you separate out the, the tops of, of the ones that you don't want to eat. Uh, or like, you know, so you take the top, the, the top of the Oreo off that has no cream on it. You, you, you throw those down quick through the, through the mouth. You're just eating a cracker. And then you take all the stuff and you stack all the stuff on top of each other. So two, I'd say three double stuff is pretty close to a most stuff. I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> so, so I think, I think three double stuffs is the perfect ratio to get to a most stuff. So I made myself a little most stuff sandwich there, uh, threw that down the well, hold
0: on, hold on. So yeah. was the sandwich like a Big Mac that it had? So did you make, when you took the stuff off, like, or obviously. Did oh, you I you know exactly what off? you're saying.
1: I know exactly what you're saying. It was Big Mac style. Okay. So there was a cracker in the middle. Um, Oh wow,
0: that's like an extra crunch.
1: And then so I threw that down and then I had to take four tums before bed because (laughs) (laughs) my stomach was not happy at all. No, I did, I, I will say then today I did a little workout. I've, you know, been drinking only water. I've been trying to, you know, kind of cleanse my body a little bit but i don't know man quarantine does weird stuff to your health i will say like it's not like i've oh, yeah. any i mean it's, it's just me and my wife here it's not like i you know am, am going out into the world trying to impress like customers or something like that it's just me here so uh I've, i i i will say i have not been doing so great on the old eating train now here's the problem with you mr serone is the fact that you were Doing so well with your diet. I mean, you yeah. were you were you lost some lbs. I know you were getting in the workouts. You were going to the gym. You were eating well. You were lettuce wrapping it up. Um, and no, now not lettuce
0: wrapping spinach spinach wrapping spinach
1: wrapping spinach wrapping. Uh, gotta make that clarification. Gotta make that clarification. Yeah,
0: I don't want no, I don't want no iceberg <laughs> in, my, in my in my wrap.
1: Um, so now I will ask. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I mean, did this screw everything up for you? Like, are you screwed right now as far as the diet goes, or have you been able to be still pretty good?
0: Uh, I mean, so obviously, you know, muscle weighs more than fat. So the problem is when you sit there and you jump on the scale and you're like, okay, you know, I'm not gaining that much weight. You just know that you're losing more muscle than you're, than anything. So you know that you're losing weight with muscle, but then all of a sudden you're just like staying stagnant with your weight. You're, you, it makes you feel good for a second, but then you all, all of a sudden you are like, well, I haven't gone to the gym in two weeks because obviously they're closed. And like appara- and apparently, I didn't know this, um, but, like, supposedly you're not allowed to go to the tracks by your, like, local schools or anything like that. Yeah, I think they're, like, closing um, those
1: down. I think they're closing well, down, like, everything now.
0: Well, which was funny, though, dude, because I told you last week that, yeah, I, like, I think it was on Saturday. I was like, yeah, I, I just went to the track, uh, you know, uh what was it, like a, like a day before we recorded or whatever. And I ran a mile, and I was like, okay you know, I can make this work, I can make this work, you know, I, I don't, I did not want to do it, but I can make it work. And all of a sudden, like two days later on, on Tuesday, Northam's like, everything is closed. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, you know, so it's like the, the other day I tried to, so get this, I tried to work out in the garage and I was like, I'm going to try to do this. Uh, I tried to do a little bit of cardio. Um, and then I tried to do, like, I was just like looking up stuff on online for cardio. And I was like, a couple of things I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, you know, and then, I ended up like like doing like you know thirty five seconds of jumping jacks or whatever, and then i was then I was lifting and I was doing the jumping jacks and I was like kind of alternating up a little bit, but literally I don't know if it was just because like that one day I forgot what day it was it was like forty two degrees outside, and I guess like i w- I just wasn't really thinking about it. I don't know if it was the temperature or what, but I felt. Like I was literally gonna puke after I, after I did whatever I did in the garage. Ooh. I, 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 it was the, it was, I haven't had that feeling since I was like in high school, you know, you know, doing like sports practice in like 95 degree heat. Like it was, I've never, I was like, that was the worst feeling I've had in years and like a decade. Cause I, I, I could not calm my stomach down. I was like, all I'm doing is drinking water or something like that, but I think it might have been. Like, I was working my temperature up or something like that, and then I was in the cold at the same time.
1: Yeah, bad Um, mix. Bad mix, man.
0: Yeah. So, the diet thing, obviously, it's not going so hot because of the whole fact that – because, I I mean, everything is sold out. You know, like, I can't get my my spinach wraps anymore, you know, and then trying to go to the grocery store is always a pain because I went to Harris Teeter yesterday just to grab, like, one or two things. Um, Obviously, tons of things are still sold out. Um, but when I went to the grocery store, they're doing this thing now where they brought all the carts into the little, like, little, like, bay area that's, like, indoors. Yeah. And there's, they have one person that's literally sanitizing all day. And they sit there and sanitize the entire cart and they stack the carts up right there for you to grab. Um, which, which is nice. That's definitely a good system to have. Uh, because obviously you don't want people, like, freaking out or whatever. But, uh, it's also better. It's probably cheaper for them to just have, you know, spray cleaner that they can, they just wipe down the carts rather than, you know, putting tons and tons of wipes out there, because they're probably also trying to sell those wipes instead of using them themselves. But at the same time, I was like, you know, it, it my diet gone downhill. So I like, my goal is just to survive until the gym opens back up. Because I told you the whole, my whole entire goal was to try to you know, get in really, really good shape and stuff like that, which I have been obviously, uh, you know, for my, my buddy's bachelor party that we were going to Austin, Texas for, obviously that's canceled. Um, that was supposed to be in like nine days from now. Um, but then obviously, so that's canceled and his wedding is like in the the later part of June. So that's kind of still quote unquote in limbo right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously,
0: obviously I, well, obviously by that time it might, might calm down a lot more. I mean, let's be honest here, that's over two months away. Yeah, I would hope. So yeah, you'd hope exactly. So, so that was my next goal, but like this is throwing a huge wrench into those plans. Um, and also the sole fact that now we're doing like distance learning for school and that's all starting on uh, Monday. So that's starting tomorrow as we record this on Sunday, it's all starting tomorrow. And then all of a sudden that's going to lead to me sitting in front of the computer all the time, instead of being, you know, in the gym where I'm like up and I'm active and I'm walking around and I'm doing this and doing that, all that kind of stuff, or or I'm playing the games with the kids or whatever it may be. So now it's just like even inhibiting me more and more and more to the point where I'm just like, yeah, I have to survive these next 30 days because when the gym opens up, I can do it. But you know, just just, just just, literally having the gym closed is like the worst feel in the world right now. And I don't think I've ever said that in my life.
1: Well, don't order that mac and cheese pizza. It's not going to help. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, hey,
0: when you, when you said that, though, you said the, the two pizzas. You said that the a meals for a little while. I don't. How could that meal with two pizzas last you guys a while? I'm not saying that you guys would eat a whole entire pizza by yourselves, <laughs> even though me and you have done that before. Well, I'm sure if,
1: if it was you and me living together, if you were my wife, we would have killed those two pizzas within the night. But is she
0: is she is she only downing like a slice or two.
1: Yeah, we each have. So the, keep in mind, the extra large is pretty big. So we have the. Uh, okay. So we do the extra large half cheese, half pep, and then the the mac and cheese pizza is just a large. They only make it in one size. So I'd say the mac and cheese pizza was like eight slices and then the the extra large probably had like 12 slices. Oh wow. Um, so that's a lot. That's 20 slices of pizza. So we weren't going to finish that in one night. That's for sure. So no, we don't only, you ever, we, don't,
0: don't you ever get that feeling though when they ever they put the the like the inches on the increments? You're always like Man, I really want that 16-inch pizza. Dude, I
1: disregard those. I don't even know what those... I know what what measurements are, but like, I don't know how that translates to pizza. All I know is in my mind what an extra large should look like and what a large should look like. But you know, these pizza places... I mean, a large to one pizza place might be completely different to large to another like I've gotten screwed before because I'll order like a medium or a large pizza and then it's like six slices and you're like what the hell is this like this isn't this is not a because what what is a small a small should be like six slices but I've gotten before like a, a medium or because what they do is they'll make the slices just bigger and they'll be like, here's a, this is, this is a medium pizza, not a small pizza. And it's like, they'll just cut it bigger. And you'll be like, no, this is still a yeah. small. I, if, if I'm getting an extra large pizza, there's got to be like 12 plus slices on that sucker. I mean. Yeah. I
0: always, I always use uh, Papa John's and Domino's who who both have pretty much the exact same kind of uh, sizes. I use them as like the benchmark, like yeah. the medium, like, like for uh, Domino's when they had the five, five, five deal, or whatever it's called. Classic. Um, yeah. Classic you know, deal. It, yep. Yeah. The classic deal. The most classic one out there. Um, you know, I always, you know, get the medium. So I'm always used to having that medium pizza, which is solid for one person. Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. And then there's, and then, and then there's the big box from pizza Hut, where you get like some, uh, like meaty, (laughs) meaty marinara with like, uh, like two pizzas. There's meaty marinara, like pasta, there's breadsticks, and then there's like (laughs) cinnamon twists. And it's like, it is a big box. Um, of pizza. Now if you and I Well that's
0: the same that that's the same thing as going to Wendy's and you know, getting their medium drink and it's literally like 26 ounces of coke. Oh, yeah.
1: That's the best thing about Wendy's, dude, is their medium is a large anywhere else. That's the best thing about Wendy's. It's, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, we will have to probably start the show eventually. Um, but we, so, so, uh, we wanted to let you guys know, Pine Ponies, kind of what's going on, but we'll, we'll, we'll um, we'll hit the intro first, and then we're going to get into what's going to be happening here this week uh, as far as the content goes. So, so we'll, 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 we'll get, get into that right after this.
0: It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're
1: called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm forty. I'm not. A, I'm not a kid. Write like something about me.
0: Playoffs. I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello, you play to win the game.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the DC crossover. Quarantine still going strong here. Mike and I are in separate locations. Underground. We're in our bunkers. It's the end of the world. Um, that is, again, my partner, Mike. I am Ben. Follow us on Twitter at surround16 for Mike, at the DC crossover for myself. And of course, like and subscribe or whatever it is. That's YouTube. You subscribe and leave a comment, uh, since we're a podcast and also check out our website, dccrossover.com. Um, there's, as long as you're listening to the show, there's not really any other content on the website. So just, just listen to the show. <laughs> uh, we're going to be bringing you three episodes this week. Yes. Count them one, two, three. The way this is going to work is today, Monday, we're delivering you some sports talk. We do have so we're going to go through some of the NFC East team by team, the grades uh by CBS NFL on their website. We're going to go through do we agree, do we disagree with the grades and some of the moves uh for each team. That will be today and then Wednesday we will start the first ever DC Crossover Cake Snack Tournament Extravaganza. Uh, Dessert, cake, snack, whatever. We're going to come up with a good name for it. But we will be featuring four regions, March Madness style. There'll be four regions, and then we'll crown a champion at the end of this thing. So each episode, uh, Wednesday and Friday this week, we're going to cover two regions. Mike, why don't you go ahead and reveal the four unless unless you forget uh of what we came oh, up I know. with I, okay. trust
0: me, I, I don't i don't he's, a st- he's got a steal he's
1: got steel trap um so mike will reveal here the four regions for the snack cake tournament
0: so if you picture your march madness bracket obviously march uh, madness is canceled and everything like that so we wanted to do a little uh i mean mainly it's for us it's not really for anybody else um but, <laughs> but it, gives us a, it gives us a reason to eat something um, unhealthy for us. So, our first region, our top left region is Little Debbie Snacks. Now, Little Debbie, you know, she she kind of looks like Wendy uh, from the fast food they're restaurant. Cousins, like they're, they're cousins. They're cousins. Yeah, they're cousins, you know, uh, and you know, they hang out on the weekends, except for right now during Corona. And, uh, you know, Little Debbie is, me and Ben have come up with that Little Debbie and Hostess are the the cornerstones of this marketplace. But we thought Little Debbie, you know, just with the plethora of snacks they have, they reign supreme in all of the categories. So Little Debbie is our overall number one See in the top left corner. On our bottom left corner, we have a company that is kind of hard to pronounce, but at the same time, we're going to give it a go. It's called Enter. Yeah, Entermans. Sandman. I I it's like Enter Enten- Sandman. Entenmans. Because uh,
1: <laughs> it's apostrophe S. So it's like Entenmann's.
0: Entenmann's. They have donuts, they have, uh, the, the, their most famous thing is probably Little Bites, um, and they have some cupcake cookies, and all that kind of stuff, which we'll get to that next week. But that is the bottom left corner of your bracket. Top right corner is the oh-so-infamous Hostess Snack Cakes. That's obviously one, again, the cornerstones of this whole entire market. And then the bottom right corner is the company Tasty Cake. They make a lot of good cakes as well. I think that whole entire right side of the bracket is going to be really fun uh, once we get down to the Final Four. So we're going to get down to the Final Four after we do these brackets. Me and Ben have come up with the specific rankings and the seedings for this tournament. Ben came up with the hostess, I came up with Little Debbie, and we both pretty much agreed on what is in here. And I also got some some third-party perspective on our seedings too, but I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but Overall, we're gonna have a little bit of an episode for each, each category, each region, and then they're gonna come down to one snack cake of each region that reigns supreme, then me and Ben will do a video episode, uh, and, and just try to figure out which cake, which snack cake takes the cake in our March Madness sweet cakes, sweet snacks. Sweet snacks. sweet snacks.
1: Sweet Snacks. Sweet I like snacks. that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So people, you have to make sure you subscribe to the show because that way these episodes will automatically download on your phone so you have them ready to go. Now, we are going to be releasing these Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this week, and next week. So you got a lot of content here to keep, to hold you over while you're in your bunkers uh, waiting for the, the virus to pass. So uh, we will get into some sports on this episode and then look forward to Wednesday where we start the tournament with... Little Debbies that will be the first episode that we do, the king really of the bracket, um, so I guess we let 's shift into the sports conversation, obviously, the sports world's still on hold, and I want before we get into the NFCE stuff, I did want to ask you so. I know that all of these sports stations right now, Mike, have been broadcasting, like, old games um, through different sports yeah. and things like that. Like, I know Masson has been airing old Nats games. Like, they had the the Max, uh, like, what, 20 strikeout game or whatever it was, 15 strikeout game, um, uh, I think, yesterday or the day before. But I, I somebody asked me this the other day, and I said, you know what? It's, I'm just not into the classics. Like, I'm not into watching... Like old game, if I know what happened in that game, like if I know who won, I have zero interest in it. Like even if I'm, even if let's say sports were going on right now and I recorded a game, but the game got spoiled for me and I know, oh, the Nats beat the Mets today or something like that. I can't go back and watch that game. It just doesn't do it for me if I already know the ending. So have you been watching any of these classic games? I mean, you could be different from me. It's just, that's my opinion is it's just not worth it. Maybe I'll tune in for two seconds and see like a young, you know, LeBron James or something. Something like that on the Cavs when he first came in the league, and watch that for you know two seconds, and then be like, "All right, I, I've seen this." Um, but I'm just not, I'm just not into the classic games.
0: Yeah, for I mean, for personally, for me, like, and you know how both of us are like sports fanatics at the point where we will watch almost any sport if it's on TV. But most of the time, like you said, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but. You know, watching the Nats, you know, rewind or something like that, you know, that's fun and all. But at the same time, it's like, oh, Max is going to strike this guy out. Oh, Steven Strasburg is going to strike this guy out. It's his last batter. You know, like certain things like that where we know it's going to happen, it's not as enjoyable. And some people, I mean, even like four or five days into this whole entire, you know, craziness, they were saying, like, oh, I'm dying without sports. I'm dying. Okay, you know, pull back on the reins here a little bit, okay? You're, you can survive without sports for three or four days, okay? Like, for me, it's like I was uh, putting all my eggs in March Madness's bracket to, you know, because I, t- I took a little break from sports betting, and then all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I'm going to jump back in with March Madness. And then all of a sudden, once that got canceled, I was like, okay, well, I got nothing else to bet on. So that's obviously a little bit of a buzzkill. But like you said, I can't. I just can't sit there and for more than like you like you mentioned like 5 minutes or so and say like oh cool you know look, look at lebron you know he's like 23 in this and now he's like 70 years old so it's like you know it's kind of crazy uh, to think about it but you know i wish they put in some games obviously some people get tilted when they had like standard death. so a lot of those games they're not going to put up because like if you if you did like a, a a Bulls you know championship game or or a Bulls I don't know a Bulls uh, you know Knicks game or some I don't know some random game back in the day where you had Ewing going against Jordan or Barkley when he was on the Suns or wherever he was at the time you know those games would be pretty cool but like I said people get so tilted with standard def now they would be just basically tweeting ESPN and going off and like complaining about it like why well, can't you put something better on but then all of a sudden it's just like those are like classic games that happened, you know, 25 years ago or whatever, uh, you know, d- decade it was. And so it's like you look at it and you're like, that would be, you know, more fun to watch rather than say a, a Nats, you know, game three years ago. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I'm not hurting for, for sports to come back that much. I mean, obviously I want them to come back immediately, uh, you know, for, for betting reasons and also just for my enjoyment. But, like, I, there's so much stuff on Netflix and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm getting a little tired of it right now. But, you know, it's not like I'm saying, well, I have to watch, you know, the, I had to watch the, the 20th game of the MLB season. Like, I'm not dying for that right now.
1: Imagine living in the pre-Netflix Hulu world. Like, yeah. I mean, think about that. If you were in this quarantine and literally you had, all you had was cable TV which you know that 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 would be good enough. I mean, there there would be some shows, but it's not one of those things where you could just pick. The late nineties, late nineties, yeah. So it's one of those things where you're just at mercy of whatever's on the TV. And no then, Xbox, no nothing. And then and then it's literally that, or you know DVDs or, or VHS, whatever you've got. Um, so you do have like movie options, and then reading and books and stuff like that. But besides that, just think about that. I mean, that would be with no live sports at the time. Um you know like where so it would be still no live sports but and you also can't really pick what you watch as far as what we get to do now where you could watch a whole series in a day because it's all at your fingertips i mean that yeah. would be it would be rough I mean, at least with now, we got Tiger King and we got all, you know, all these d- different Netflix shows and comedy specials and all this different stuff to watch where you've got, I mean, especially if you have multiple subscriptions like Hulu, Netflix, you have so much choice right now. But back then, man, we'd be screwed.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, like for Netflix, now I like how they updated their whole entire platform and now they have like trending in the US and different stuff like that because now it's not just like, you know thriller movies or something like that, like now they actually have some cool stuff where you actually look at it and you're like, "Oh wow, this is number three in the u s today, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, it I like change, the rankings, obviously, yeah, yeah, I like the rankings too I think it's pretty pretty interesting and i I watched this movie yesterday um I saw I you tweet
1: about what? it platform right
0: yeah i i I deleted the tweet cause, because <laughs> I, I i i i I tweeted out it because I was like, this is a weird, this is tilting me a little bit, but then I was like. I'm just going to delete that tweet because I don't have, because I only watched like 10 minutes of it at that point, And I didn't want someone to like, you know, you know, I don't know, get on me on Twitter or something like that. Oh, that's so um, funny.
1: I saw that before you deleted it.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely saw it. Uh, so I watched the platform because it was number like four at the time in the U.S. And I clicked on it. And, I, and, and the problem was I was like, I was like, what's wrong with my TV? And <laughs> I was like, is this guy have like a really bad like lisp or something? Like it was so weird. And all of a sudden, I noticed, like, after, like, a couple minutes, like, it's a Spanish movie. So I actually went back and I looked at the movie and it says Spanish movie literally right there in the title. Oh, man. And I, and, and I was like, why is this trending in the U.S. a Spanish movie that's dubbed over <laughs> with English, like, words? I mean, it's not like subtitles. It's like, it's like one of the old Godzilla movies. Like, it's literally, it's like sitting there, it's like, they're, you know their mouths moving, but the words don't match up. Oh, with it. that's
1: and that stinks. I couldn't watch that.
0: Oh man! It, but the problem was, I watched the entire thing, and I will say, <laughs> you I do watched not recommend- the whole thing. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> Dude, I, it I was don't a have movie. No, if I if
1: I recall, because I when you tweeted that, I, I had to look it up. I was like, is Mike a donk? Like, did he? How did he know? Not know that yeah. this is a is a Spanish movie? Because I had never heard of it, and I looked it up, and the plot it said something about like prisoners look up and there's, like, a window or something, and they can see other prisoners, like, eating food. Like, that was the description I got. Is that what the movie is? Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. So, I'm going to say quick before we get into the NFC stuff, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be hilarious. We're, like, we're like
1: 25 yeah. minutes into the podcast. We haven't touched on uh, the football yet.
0: Who cares? Um, this, this is this is life now. It's quarantine. Um, so, yeah, literally, uh, so basically it's so weird. Like, there's, like, so many levels, which, in in, in realistic terms, it's ne- it would never happen because – the way they, they made this like prison is one floor, which is like literally like a, I don't know, it's like a 20 by 10 like little like, you know, uh, uh, cement like room. Okay. There's, there's, there's like two beds in there and there's like one sink. And there's like this gourmet meal that's on this platform that's at the very top on level number one. And it goes there and the, the, the if you're on level one, then, you know, you sit there and you eat as much as you want or whatever, and that's your meal for the day. But then every, like, five minutes, it'll or five or ten minutes, it'll go down a level, and then those people eat whatever's left. And then it keeps going down, 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 down until they get to, like, level, like, I mean, I, I don't wanna, I mean you're not going to watch it anyways. I'm but it's definitely just like, not going to watch it. it. It's, like, 250 levels. So by Jeez. the time you get to, like, level, like, 170 or something it's like gotta that. it has got to be, like, nothing left there's like nothing left that like people are like, you know, people are like, you know, you know, puking and just doing all this kind of, I mean, then all of a sudden, like, you know, like people are trying to eat each other, like in the, the bottom levels of like that. So like, Jesus. you're seeing like blood and guts. I'm like, I'm like, what why did I click on this? But it was only an, it was only an hour and a half. And, you know, it was, it's kind of tilted me with the Spanish stuff. But obviously, I was like, I got to finish it. <laughs> you know, so I, I invested like 30, Five or so minutes in it, and I was like, I gotta finish this thing and see see actually what happens. So Mike got his ending, culture in.
1: You got your culture. Oh in. dude, it was such
0: go. a bad ending too. Like they like it was just the, the the worst ending ever. And then this guy's talking about like a samurai sword, and he brings out like a butter knife, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> just like, oh my god, it was. I, I I literally don't go on Netflix and rate things because it's just like Pandora. If you rate something. Then they really screw up the entire station for you.
1: Yeah. So like if you, the algorithm. you know, if you, yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you put, I just dis- dislike this, this song by this band, they will never play that band ever again, even though you just don't like that song of that band. Yeah. But it's like literally, I, I don't do that for Netflix because I want to make sure I have the most, you know, the most raw thing out there where I can click on whatever I want. But this movie per se, I definitely pressed Dislike. So I was like, I have to press dislike because number one, I don't know why it's trending. I mean, the plot seemed interesting, but I was like, I don't know why this is trending. And it's I ended up clicking on it. Because we're all losing our Seriously. minds.
1: It's because we're all losing our minds. Seriously, there's nothing going on, so we might as well watch just, a show it, it, about it, it, a platform uh, where food is just getting down to the next person, and the next person.
0: Oh, dude, it was, uh, it, it, Oh my God, it was just. I just don't understand how a Spanish movie that's dubbed over in English was rated, was ranked fourth trending in the United States of all places. For the entire day. Uh, I mean, it's just... It's it sounds not, horrible. Like you said. It sounds it's, horrible. Uh, it's horrible. Yep, there you go. We just wasted like 10 minutes on the no, platform. No, that's fine. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> you're a big
1: platform fan. Uh, Harry Potter, platform nine and three quarters. Um, there it is. So, that would be interesting if all the Harry Potter characters had to eat each other. Um, I'd, watch, I'd watch that movie. Um... All right, so let's get into NFCE. So I, I have the grades pulled up here from CBS, and I wanted to kind of go through, see what we agree with, what we don't agree with um, as far as their rankings, and obviously we'll get to the Redskins too on here, of course. So let us begin with the hated Philadelphia Eagles, the team in Philly. So here is the write-up. And this is four or five days ago, so some things may have changed. But here's kind of the write-up as far as they go. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just saying like what they have here. So they're, they have listed the top two acquisitions for the Eagles here as Darius Slay and Javon Hargrave and uh of course slay um they got from the lions for a third and fifth round pick in 2020 um and also signed him for a 3 year 50 million dollar deal with 30 million guaranteed a lot of people are saying that might be an overpay um as a Detroit Lions fan I, we can get into that myself but um so that those are kind of the big moves they lost out on Byron Jones but they did get Darius Slay so Javon Hargrave Darius Slay Eagles uh CBS gives them a B rating for this move. Now, I think, you know, you talk about Philadelphia Eagles and that defense. I mean, adding Darius Slay to that defense is pretty huge. Um, But, yeah, I wanted to get kind of your impressions, Mike. B, do you think that's too high? Do you think that's too low? Do you think that's right on the money? Uh, What are your thoughts?
0: So when you told me that you were going to talk about the grades and everything like that, I haven't seen that uh, the grading system yet, or I haven't seen what the grades they've actually given them. So I actually wrote down, while you were talking, I wrote down my grades. Uh, for each team and right now you said b i actually gave the eagles a b plus um because the sole fact that obviously you're going to get into darius slay here in a second but i think what they got in darius slay for a third and a fifth round pick is an immaculate trade um i mean i just think that when you look at what the redskins got for Quentin dunbar which obviously we'll get to here in a little bit i i mean a third and a fifth round pick is a steal for a guy that's like you know a, a Pro Bowler. So you're looking at it and I'm like, I, I just think that's a huge move because their secondary has been horrific in the last two or three years, yeah. uh, which has really been a really big deterrent for their entire team. And obviously they moved Jalen Mills uh, to safety, which I don't believe he played safety last year. I believe he was still a corner last year. And I think obviously with, with uh, you know Roby Coleman coming back and Darius Slay coming over, I think they said, all right, Jalen, let's, let's put you back there because I think... Malcolm Jenkins, I think they let him go. So they let Malcolm Jenkins go, who was getting up there in age. And I believe that when they got slayed, they said, Jalen Mills, you can take over Jenkins' spot. And, uh, I think that's going to probably increase their defensive prowess a lot more, especially with Hargrave, as you mentioned, uh, being one of those guys down there at Fletcher Cox and, um, and what's his, what's his face? I'm, 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 I'm uh, 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 Brandon Graham, uh, you know, on the de- defensive line. Uh, I think that's going to be a real big test as well. Uh, right now, I would probably have to say that the Eagles, with their moves so far, are the leader in the clubhouse for me. As long as Wentz stays healthy, I think they're the leader in the clubhouse right now for me in the NFC East for the B plus.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it is a huge move. I mean, I think Darius Slay. So I, you know, being a Lions fan, I've seen Darius Slay obviously over the years, and he yep. is a top tier talent. Uh, I mean, it, he is one of the best in the in the league at that at that position. Um, Last year, little dip in production, uh, for, for Darius Slay. He wasn't quite the Darius Slay of years prior. The real question is, was that because of kind of the failures of Matt Patricia and the defense, uh, you know, the defensive schemes, or was Darius Slay actually kind of, uh, taking a step backwards? Now he's only 29. So you got to think that he still had, which is still kind of older in football years. It's kind of like middle age in football years, I guess. Um, but for him to be you, added, you
0: think at least three, at least three more l- legit like Pro Bowl years. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I think so, and especially now being added to a team like the Eagles. I mean, I, I agree with you in that I think you know as a Lions fan, I wish the Lions had been able to actually get a little bit more. <laughs> um, uh, but I think that I mean uh, that price point. Is a little, little price. I mean, 30 million guaranteed, but I think for the, oh, the picks that they gave up, I think that is, like you said, a, a terrific deal for the Eagles side of things. I think kind of a steal in a way. Uh, so adding him, adding Hargrave, it's, you know, they still have to do uh, a little bit of work. I mean, they did uh, release Malcolm Jenkins and and things like that but I think this is this is this is pretty good I mean I, I agree with your B plus I think you're somewhere in the BB B plus range if you're the Eagles um and that's that's kind of probably what I'd go with as well so so yeah I think they're they could move if they do like one or two more moves like kind of good solid moves I think they could have an a a a plus off season here I mean I, I think they're one or two pieces away from having a really really good off season
0: yeah, and that's the biggest thing is when you're looking at their team, the defense is what you need the most because obviously Doug Peterson's an offensive guy. I mean, you got the weapons on offense that can, you know, propel you, uh, to a few different wins, but the defense is what really killed them last year with, I mean, when you looked at it last year and the year before, I should say, when their defensive backs got hurt, they literally had like, like me and you out there playing defensive back. And it was just, it was embarrassing. Obviously the Redskins couldn't take advantage of that. Uh, which is, a, of course, a given. Um, but obviously now it's the turn of the tides for the Redskins. But if you're looking at the whole entire defensive, defensive aspect. They did – I mean, their first uh, – geez, actually, I, I'm looking at it right now. All their signings in the offseason so far, besides re-signing Nate Sudfeld, have been uh, on the defensive end. They have one uh, uh, They have one nose tackle, which is Hargrave, as you mentioned. Jatavius Brown, who is, uh, who is a linebacker, and everybody else – on that defense is in the secondary and that that was uh let's see it's uh, five moves for that secondary which is their biggest thing and that's what you want to see if you're an Eagles fan that's what you want to see because you don't want to see them go out and get like a you know like a center or something like that even though jason kelsey is gone now um you know you don't want to or not jason kelsey excuse me that's travis frederick that's that's a whole different team that's the that's the cowboys we'll get to that in a little bit but Um, You know, you don't want to see them go out and get like a left guard or some random position when you know that their secondary is what they need help with the most. So overall, B-plus for me, I mean, like you said, maybe one more move, maybe, maybe, you know, getting another, you know, depth uh, piece, something like that, could propel them to that A. But right now, B-plus, I'll still take that overall.
1: Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll talk about some of the moves there. So they did lose Robert Quinn who had led the team with sacks with 11 and a half sacks in 2019, which hurts. But they are expected to bring back Randy Gregory, um, and they signed a four-time all-pro defensive tackle, Gerald McCoy, which was a huge move. Uh, added HaHa Clinton Dix as well, so you bring him back and reunite him with Mike McCarthy now um, because they did lose Jeff Heath. Um, you also lost Malik Collins, uh, but you do have Clinton Dix now. You do have McCoy. The big signing, of course, bringing back Amari Cooper, re-signing him to a five-year deal, uh, which is huge, uh, of course, for this team. So I'd say McCoy and Cooper were the top two acquisitions for the Cowboys here in this offseason. CBS is giving them a B minus for Ooh. their off-season moves. A big, uh, I mean, it's that's kind of tough. So uh, that, I'd say that's um, they're saying the Cowboys are just above average right now. Now they did. Um, you know, uh, tag Dak Prescott. And I'm trying to see any other moves here. Um, they're currently trying to close a deal with Don Terry Poe. I don't know if that deal's happened yet, um, just because, again, this was written like four or five days ago. But um, that's the, those are kind of the big moves for Dallas. So they gave the Cowboys a B minus. What grade do you have written down?
0: Uh, surprisingly, I actually gave them an A minus uh, just for the sole fact that. When you look at the moves they did, and obviously they have some guys, as you mentioned, like Malik Collins and, and so on and so forth, that have not, are, that are all not on the team anymore. But they got their number one receiver, Amari Cooper, who I think Amari Cooper is more so a product of where he's at rather than you know what he wants to do. Because when you th- when you see where he's at now, he's with Dallas. You know, obviously it's a you know high price city, Jerry World, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, rather than where he was at, and I just think that. Now that he's there, he's got his money, he's just going to go out there and just ball out. And, you know, that's a big reason why the Redskins bid on him because they know that he's one of the great route runners in the league right now. And, you know, they wanted somebody, the the Cowboys that is, that obviously Dak could throw to because that's been a really big issue is that Dak is, you know, he's very inconsistent right now, and they put the franchise tag on Dak. But, you know, I think they're going to overpay for him uh, no matter what. But just looking at their other signings, you know, getting Gerald McCoy, obviously, nowadays, he's, he's getting up there in age. I believe he's in, in, his, in his low 30s now. Uh, you know, he, he's been a, a great asset to the, to the Bucks franchise as well. And then you look at Don Terry Poe. You know, he was a great prospect coming out of college. And all of a sudden, he kind of like, not, not disintegrated, but he kind of went down a little bit in production then compared to college, which a lot of people do. But he's still a great, great piece as well. So they got two defensive tackles now that can interchange at any moment. And actually improve their defensive line as well. Um, but then you also look at haha Clinton Dix. Obviously, he had a little stint here at the Redskins. Um, you know, they signed him for almost an inexpensive deal, one, one year, uh, worth four million. And when he went over to, to, I believe it was, uh, uh, Chicago, when he was over there, he was like a stud. And then when he was, uh, in, in Green Bay, people were calling him a stud. I don't know if it's just the Redskins, but when he was here, everyone called him a dud. So when you're looking at it, I think that, If he can go out there with uh, the pass rush of you know McCoy, Poe, and so on and so forth, uh, and also have Sean Lee, who is their like number one, like I guess you could say their their number one linebacker uh, as a leadership uh, standpoint, not not you know anymore because he's getting up there in age as well and injuries and so on and so forth. But I just think that when you're looking at Clinton Dix, he's going to benefit from that new defensive uh, line aspect with Poe and McCoy and so on uh because obviously Clinton Dix he's he's a good safety but he's more of like a like a ball hawking safety rather than uh, a man to man type safety or a uh, a tackling machine like Landon Collins is for the Redskins. So I think that's gonna be a big benefit for them. So I gave them an A minus, which is a little bit different obviously than what CBS said. Um but I just I'm looking at the bigger picture here and rather than who they lost but who they gained.
1: Yeah and another note uh for them as well they also got Blake Jarwin on a four year twenty four point uh, two five million dollar deal, which is apparently more than a million dollars below his market value. Um, and he's going to be the successor for Jason Witten. Um, where did Jason Witten end up?
0: I think uh, did Jason? I don't think Jason Witten is is he he signed another one year deal or something like that? I thought I don't think he retired yet.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought he. I thought he got signed by somebody. I could be wrong. It's hard to keep track of all this stuff. Yeah, he got signed with the Raiders. The Raiders. It was a one-year deal with the Raiders.
0: Uh, Okay, yeah, now I'm seeing it. Yeah, now I'm seeing it now. Wow, the Raiders. Look at them. Look at them. All the The Vegas, baby.
1: Las Vegas
0: Raiders. (laughs) I would love to go to a game in Vegas. I mean, I wanted to see the... The Golden Knights play and stuff like that, but I'm pretty sure those, those uh, tickets are a pretty penny.
1: So for the Cowboys, they, they get Blake Jarwin to kind of fill that Jason Witten hole, kind of, in a way. So not bad there. I'm going to give them a solid B uh, for their offseason move. So I'm not quite um, up there with you at the A- minus range, but I'm also higher than the CBS ranking, which was B-. minus. Let's move on to the New York Giants. Uh, Giants, it was one of those things where you typically, with a New York Giants team, you expect them to be big spenders, uh, in free agency. They didn't really do that. Um, you know, they didn't go after a guy like Byron Jones or anybody like that, but their two big signings, James Bradbury, uh, which is a three-year, $43.5 million contract. And then, uh, also Blake Martinez. Um, those were kind of the two big moves by the Giants here in the offseason. Um, but I'd say there was a couple also, uh, at least CBS says that these were kind of odd decisions there Um, by tagging Leonard Williams for that $16.1 million franchise tag, which took up a lot of their cap space. Um, they also didn't get an offensive lineman. Um, they traded... Uh, they they did get Cameron Fleming from the Cowboys um who was kind of a inconsistent uh, backup swing tackle so you know there it, it sounds like the Cowboys for the most part have have whiffed on a few moves they made a uh, a couple smaller moves in Bradbury and Martinez and those were kind of the biggest moves that they made in this offseason CBS is giving them a c minus on their offseason right now um i would say before i get your grade um you know I, i'd say i'd, I'd give them a, i wouldn't be as harsh i'd say a c for for my grade with the Cowboys, um, or not the Cowboys, sorry, the Giants. Uh, I'd like to hear where you're at.
0: I mean, honestly, I I wasn't. I I, I thought the Giants were possibly going to be the top ones out of all three of them here. I just think that when you when you're looking at their whole entire list of players here, you know, the the problem is with a lot of these rankings. I think that the main rankings that the that these uh, writers are doing. Are based on the names, the name recognition. Yeah. Um, you know, some people don't know who Deion Lewis is, but he was a great running back, uh, you know, who caught balls. I mean, he, trust me, he, he, he helped me in a lot of fantasy football leagues because that guy is, is literally like a Christian McCaffrey type back where he can catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. I had Deion Lewis as well
1: for fantasy. Yeah. I got to see his value too.
0: Yeah. Seriously. He's a PPR machine. And that's the biggest thing is I think with them picking him up. That's going to be a huge deal because that's the exact same role that Darren Sproles has over in Philly. Obviously Darren Sproles is literally smaller than my left leg, but at the same time you're looking at Deion Lewis as a little bit bigger than Deion Sproles, but he's going to be the backup to Saquon Barkley, which is going to be a big deal because they didn't really have a good enough backup to go behind Saquon and Deion Lewis is a third down back that, you know, everyone would covet, you know, he's kind of like a Chris Thompson. I think Chris Thompson is maybe a little bit better than Deion Lewis if they're both fully healthy um, but at the same time, you're looking at him coming in there and spelling Saquon Barkley, who, you know, he, he, Saquon was hurt, you know, but at the same time, you're looking at Saquon and saying like, he needs a comparable backup that can go out there and not let him take the beating he has because they're in rebuild mode, but you don't want him to go out there and, you know, get beat up for the first, you know, five years of his career. And all of a sudden he only lasts six years or something like that in the league. Uh, obviously he's like a tank. But you want to have someone that can actually spell him from time to time and not have him go out there and have to get 25 to 30 touches every single game. And that's one thing I think uh, you know, to, to move on to James Bradbury as well uh, as, as the Carolina Panthers let him go. Um, I, I think that's a big thing with McCaffrey as well uh, over in Carolina because I mean, he's getting the ball 30 to 40 times a game. And I think they're just wearing him out to the max. And that's going to be a huge deal because now they don't have Cam anymore. So who do they have? They don't have a single uh, quarterback on the roster, I don't, I don't believe. Actually, no, they, they signed Teddy Bridgewater, didn't they?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Okay, so, okay, so they got Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry, I, I, that's, I, that's, that's my mistake. I totally forgot about that. But they got rid of Cam Newton and they got rid of Kyle Allen, the two guys that were in, the, in their starting lineup last year pretty much. And uh, that's a big deal. You know? So I think that if you, they gotta, they got to pull back with the reins on Christian McCaffrey because I think that guy's going to wear down as well, just like Saquon is, if you don't get a comparable backup. But obviously looking at the Giants – I gave them to get to my grade. I forgot. I totally never even said it. Uh, I actually gave them a B plus, um, which is a lot higher than CBS is ranking. Because yes, Leonard Williams, you know, name recognition. Uh, but obviously, the franchise tag is a lot of cap space. So I'm just looking at who they retained and who they got. Blake Martinez is one of the leading tacklers in the entire NFL with Green Bay last year. They got him on a $10 million a year contract, which is pretty damn good if you if you ask me. Because now he's going to be your your center focal point. Uh, kind of like, um, what Cole Holcomb is being, becoming for the Redskins, a tackling machine going out there and just, you know, I always, I didn't like Reed Dowdy. Do you remember Reed Dowdy?
1: I do. I do.
0: Yeah. Reed Dowdy. I just never, and I'm, I'm comparing Blake Martinez to Reed Dowdy right now. Not in skill set because Reed Dowdy is kind of, kind of garbage, but Reed Dowdy would always go in to make a tackle. He's obviously would always get beat. So he'd make a lot of the tackles. But he always made the tackle probably 85 90% of the time, you know, no matter what. So I think that if you get a guy out there that can go out there, like a Cole Holcomb now for the Redskins who came out of UNC last year, you know, who can go out there and get you over 100 tackles a year, that's a huge deal for your defense. I think that's a big pickup. But going back to James Bradbury, he was the highest coveted corner on the market, uh, obviously for free agency, Darius Slay, uh, who's probably a little bit better than him, obviously. Uh, you know, he was through trade. But James Bradbury was the number one corner on the market, and the end of the Giants got him for fifteen fifteen million dollars a year, which is still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Um, but going to the Big Apple, I think that's going to be a big deal for them and and for him because now you got all the lights on you, and you have a you know a, a second year quarterback going in there uh, with Daniel Jones, you know, trying to uh, see if their or their offense can can get going again. But you know, I just think that you know giving them a B plus is for me solid because. Now you got a comparable backup for, uh, for Daniel Jones. Colt McCoy from the Redskins is going over there. And, uh, that's going to be a big deal because he's going to be a little bit of a spy like the Redskins. But obviously Ron Rivera is a little bit different, um, because of the sole fact that, you know, I, I just think that you're looking at the Giants and I just think that I, I there's kind of, it's kind of set me off a little bit. Obviously I'm going on a little tangent because the C, C minus of them. It's like, I mean, that's literally like <laughs> barely average. I mean, you got the best c- cornerback on the market you got one of the best linebackers on the market. I mean, you got a lot of big names on here that actually can make a huge difference on your defense, and they're not telling anything about it. So I just think that, you know, when you're looking at the Giants, they also when they got Bradbury, that helps because Bradbury played underneath Ron Rivera, who's a defensive-minded coach, and he's going to help them with, with uh, Ron Rivera's strategies and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just think that's a little bit low, so I gave them a B+. Um, I don't know if they're actually as good as the Cowboys in their uh, pursuit in the free agency, but I'm going to definitely give them a B+.
1: My guess is there 's little bias here with some of the writing. I mean this is probably a uh, a writer that hates on he 's probably like an Eagles fan or something like that, so he probably hates yeah. the Giants and hates some of these teams and think and is going to give them lower grades than they deserve um, and Speaking of Ron Rivera and the final team here in the NFC East are of course our our, our hometown heroes, the Washington Redskins. Uh, let's see what CBS has to say about them. So right now they're saying the here's here's I'm just gonna read you the line from this. If you're looking for some blockbuster moves this free agency from the Redskins this off season, you're hunting in the wrong forest and with a spoon instead of a crossbow, is what they said (laughs) about the. So they did. They said they did make the wise move to bring back Kendall Fuller for a four-year deal, but they failed to convince Byron Jones he should look in their direction. Um, they did cut Josh Norman as well. Um, they g- did secure running back J.D. McKissick and linebacker Thomas Davis. Um, and right now, the only two moves that they said were the top two acquisitions was bringing back Kendall Fuller and then Peyton Barber um, securing him. But they're giving the Redskins a D for the offseason moves here. Um, a D. A D. A D. Oh gee. Redskins are given a D here uh from CBS. So it's a little harsh. And if I know you and the positivity that I've been hearing here through the other teams, my guess is here, I'm gonna predict your your grade here for the Redskins. I'm gonna say you gave them a B minus on their off season moves here. B (laughs) minus.
0: Ah man, uh honestly, I mean I gave them written down I have a B minus.
1: But, I knew it. I knew it.
0: <laughs> but I will say that I might have to, you know, use my magic eraser here and uh, give them a C plus. Maybe just, you know, give, give them back down there and, and, you know, try to try to take them down just a little bit of a peg. Now, seeing my other rankings, because obviously hearing that, you know, those words of, you know, they have a D and, you know, they're they're hunting with a spoon, like all that kind of stuff. I mean, they've uh, got really so
1: me... many running backs right now. They have so they have running. many running backs. So You bring in Peyton Barber. You've got, still have uh, Adrian Peterson. Um, you still have Darius guys. I mean, they've got, I think six, seven running backs right now, something like. that. I think seven running backs.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't really know why they got all these running backs. But <laughs> I mean, the the, the the biggest thing is that you got to look at with the running backs is they're not. They're barely paying anybody. You don't even I have mean,
1: Trent Williams anymore. What do you need all these running backs
0: for? Yeah, exactly. And that's. I think that's the thing. Is you know, I mean, Peyton Barber, he's getting three million dollars over two years. Uh, uh, AP is on on his last uh, year of his of his two year deal, where I believe he's. I think he's getting uh, four million or something like that. And then obviously JD McKissick, I don't even know who the heck that guy is, but he's apparently getting a two year deal. Um, but you're looking at some of the moves that they're doing. I, I, I'm going to say C just because of the whole fact that uh, they're changing the culture. And the biggest thing that I saw the other day was Thomas Davis. They signed him for a one year deal. And that's going to be a huge, 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 uh, pickup for them because of the sole fact that you got guys like I mentioned earlier, Cole Holcomb. Uh, you got other young guys on that, that defensive, uh, you know, front seven that can learn from Thomas Davis. He's, I think he's 38 years old, I believe. Um, I might be completely wrong on that. He might be like 36, 35, something like that. But for some reason, 38. You, you, while I'm talking, you should go double-check that because I really want to know what how old he is. How old who is? Thomas Davis. Let me see. Actually, I can click on him right now. 37 years old, okay. Okay. I was, Ooh, I was pretty 37. much right. Okay. Yeah, so they picked him up. But the thing about it is there, Ben, is that his career stats are immaculate. He played in Carolina for Ron Rivera. That's one of the reasons why... Uh, He brought him over because he's a big team guy. And last year he played for the Chargers. So if you look at his stats overall, his total tackles, uh, or his combined tackles, I should say, on the years he played uh, 15 or more games. I mean, actually, look at it right here. I mean, he's 37 years old, dude, but he's only missed, uh, let's see. I'm going to count them real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's missed six total games. Since 2012. Wow. Okay, so you, Can you believe that? I mean, that's that's un, un, unheard of. I mean, literally, that's unheard of. So you look at it, and he has uh, 112 tackles combined last year as a 36-year-old linebacker in in, uh, in San Diego, or L.A., I should say. for the Chargers. So you're looking at that. And when he was in Carolina, he had 106, 105, 100, 123, and 105 uh, in a five-year span. He had over 100 tackles each one. So – He's not going to be the guy that's going to get you a ton of sacks. He's not going to be, he, right now he's averaging about, over his last three years, he's averaging, uh, around, uh, like two or two sacks a year, if that. Uh, so you're looking at it really and, uh, and making sure that, you know, he's a culture guy. He's not really a guy that's going to come in there because obviously, like I said, they have, they're switching to a four three. So you're only going to have three linebackers now instead of, instead of the four and you have Ryan Kerrigan, you have, um, what's his face Montez Sweat you have Ruben Foster uh, you know he's in, in, in the road to recovering they said he should be ready for training camp by the way I saw that update a couple of days ago Um and you also have Cole Holcomb like I said so that's four guys right there I mentioned that doesn't include Thomas Davis so when you're looking at it right there he's gonna be more of a depth guy that might come in there and you know play just 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 throw off the top of my head maybe like I don't know 20, 25 snaps a game or something like that. I don't know. He might play a lot more. Who knows? But I think he's more like a developmental guy to get the younger guys, maybe take uh, Ruben Foster under his wing, how how, how would that that, that seem, Uh, and just see how that would would work out. But, you know, they got Brendan Sheriff on the franchise tag. Uh, Cody Latimer, he's kind of like a, you know, he, he played for the Giants as a wide receiver. He's not terrible. They're trying to, you know, excuse me, boost that up a little bit more. Uh, which is, he's not going to do that much, but he's still going to be a decent depth piece. Uh, you know, my boy, Kendall Fuller, I'm so glad they brought him back. He's the best player out of all the Fuller brothers. Um, obviously, you know, Corey Fuller who played for the lions. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Kendall Fuller is the best. I've been saying that for years now. He's the best Fuller brother to come out of Virginia Tech. Um, even I mean, his brother was the number one, uh, our first round pick for the bears. Uh, but Kendall is still the number one Fuller in my book. Um, they got Ronald Darby. He, they, they signed him for a three year deal for, to, to try to stir up that corner spot. He's not going to be a number one or two. Um, but obviously we have to see now what's going to happen now with Quentin Dunbar leaving, but they also got their backup quarterback. So now that whole entire quarterback controversy is, I honestly, dude, I think signing Kyle Allen from the Panthers is really, you know, set in stone that they're not going to pick Tua. I think that's a big deal because now that, now that they have a backup quarterback, they almost set in stone that at least Dwayne is going to be starting the season. If, if they pick two, which is still a slight chance. Okay. If they pick Tua, it's going to either be Tua be or be Dwayne. And yeah. Yeah. I,
1: they're,
0: they're, they're, they're going to, they're going to trade one of the two at yeah. oh, at that's a, a given. Yeah. But it's like when you got Kyle Allen, he's there to be your backup once again. So yeah. I don't know. I, I still say I, C plus because they still got, they got a lot of, I would say besides Kendall Flores, I think Kendall Fuller is one of the, you know, one of the premier corners on the market. Um, you know, even though some people are, are kind of like shying off from that. Uh, I, I think personally, they got a lot of maybe like B and C type players more as depth guys, but they wanted to make sure that they were, were good with the cap space and all that kind of stuff for years to come. They just didn't want to, you know, sign some Joe Schmokas. Who knows? It it could be say, say next year. I don't know what the, it's looking like next year, but comparing it to the NBA, it could be a year where you have like LeBron, KD, all these, you know high price guys on the market and they're going to be one of the top people out there for uh for you know cap room. So you never know what's going to happen next year. Obviously this year, Ron Rivera's first year, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint because it's his first year. Give him some time, give him some cap space and uh and, and see what they can do. The next the next main move obviously is to hopefully trade uh Trent Williams uh but right now I don't know if you heard the update on that where really it's becoming a a big situation where uh his agent now is coming up there saying the Redskins are are asking way too much for him and all this kind of stuff which I don't yeah, know how you could not that. ask way too much for it makes no sense okay like they're, they're, he's trying they're trying to put it on the Redskins but the problem is if if you're the suitor you know or if if you're the the guy trying to go you know find the suitors like like Trent Williams is it, it, you, you don't you don't care what they give the redskins you, you, you all you care about is going to that team you don't care about if the redskins get fair value for you or not so obviously they're going to come out and say whatever the heck they want that's just overall, crazy
1: it, this whole situation is just so stupid <laughs> it, is it,
0: stupid. it uh, I, i'm honestly over it like i wish they could just trade him for a, even a second rounder or just get him out of it yeah, yeah it's like i'm just i'm just kind of done with it because you got to move on either way so that, that, this is definitely, with the Quentin Dunbar thing, that was kind of a shock to me, but with that whole entire thing, only getting a fifth round pick, I think that was garbage. Yeah. Uh, I think they could have at least got a third rounder for somebody. Um. but overall, I think that when you're, when you're, when you're looking at all these different things with Quentin Dunbar and Trent, that's gonna affect this draft, because if they do not get Chase Young, and they draft back, you better watch out, because they, Jeff Okuda, watch out for Jeff Okuda from, from, uh, Ohio State, because obviously your Lions right now are on the hook to possibly pick him, to, to obviously uh, take over Darius Slay's spot. But if the Redskins trade back and, and they somehow get Jeff Okuda, that's going to be a big deal for their defense uh, in, in the secondary because he's going to be immediately the number one corner in the, in, the, in the team.
1: Of course, what I want my Detroit Lions to do is bring me Tua. I'm all in. Give me Tua. I'm tired of uh, I'm tired of Matty S. I want Tua. What,
0: what, are you, obviously you follow a lot more Detroit people than I do, or you follow a lot more Detroit stuff in general, but is there any rumors of the Lions making a move for Tua?
1: It's possible. That's what I want it's to know. If, 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 if,
0: if, 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 it's been talked about. It is.
1: Yeah, it's been talked about. It's been talked about. Um, I think there's, uh, I mean, and they, they also know that Miami, uh, or is yeah, it's Miami might want to take on Tua too, right? Where, where does Miami pick?
0: Miami, I believe Miami's fifth. Yeah, fifth so or sixth. so the
1: rumor is that that Miami may possibly um, trade up with Detroit, and Miami may take Tua. And then the Lions may have to drop down and, and, but maybe get some other draft picks and things like that. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I want Tua. Uh, my boy Mike Valentia 97 won the ticket for Detroit Sports, Sports Talk Radio once Tua. Uh, and, uh, I think that would be, I mean, it would be interesting as a Lions fan. It would be interesting, but the likelihood is they're going to take, uh, uh, you know, they're going to probably either take a guy like Akuda if he's there, um, which he he probably would be. Um, or they're going to make some stupid deal. I mean, I don't know what. What, I, what
0: I would like to see, what I would like to see, is if 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 Tua somehow drops down uh, past the Redskins, past the Giants, and possibly gets to the Dolphins. Are the Dolphins going to take Tua, or are they going to take somebody else, uh, or, or get more pieces, uh, or are there, or is, is Tua going to land all the way to the Chargers? That would be a pretty crazy situation yeah. where they don't have to trade up. Because obviously, Dwayne Haskins, people were saying that we need to trade up last year, but obviously we didn't. And he dropped all the way down to us, which was kind of surprising. But it's kind of the same thing with Jonathan Allen back, uh, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. He dropped to us. You know, and he was a projected first round pick and he ended up dropping all the way to us. And I think that it's kind of, it, it, or I should say a high first round pick. He still got drafted in the first round, but a high first round pick. He ended up dropped down to like the 21st pick or whatever it was. Um, at that time, but I wonder if Tua might fall now, if if he lights it up, someone's going to take a chance, but I'm a little worried to see if somehow, some way, one of these teams trades the, if he has a great pro day, like imagine if a team like, uh, I don't even know, say like the Patriots, say the Patriots, even though that wouldn't have ever happen. Cause the Patriots have like a really low number one pick cause no one would ever trade that. But say someone like the Patriots caliber who, does, who needs a quarterback, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstances are, goes out and trades like an RG3 type trade out of the blue and picks up Tua. That would be insane.
1: <laughs> that would be wild. I mean, he's a high character guy. He's, he's somebody like Belichick would like. Um, I mean, he's a nice kid. I think he, I, I did see some, there was some footage of him, uh, this week, I think it was, of him, doing some drills and things like that he looked pretty good the hips look pretty hey, good
0: hey what 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 about what about the saints that's a, that's an idea that's yeah, true could Tua could learn under Drew Brees for a, year, for a year, and then, obviously, Brees, I think, signed a two-year deal. Well, that's what I'm hoping but,
1: yeah. about Stafford. That's why I wouldn't mind the Lions taking Tua. I mean, Stafford's been injury-prone. Stafford, I mean, I know he's still a good quarterback, but he hasn't been able to be a quarterback for a whole season in a while. I mean, why not yeah. let Tua learn under Stafford, and then, you know, if Stafford's back acts up again, or it's some situation where, hey, maybe we they, they should just trade him, um, you've got a guy waiting in the wings. I mean, uh, give me Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre. I mean, I'm telling you, Give me Tua, give me Tua.
0: <laughs> give you give, give you Tua, right? Give me Tua.
1: Um, hey, hey,
0: hey real, real quick, real yeah. quick. I just I was just scrolling through the teams right now, and uh, the Bucks have uh, have Endomic and Sue. Have you kept up with Sue's career ever since he left the Lions?
1: You know, it's funny. I got two, uh, <laughs> two. I have two Sue jerseys in my closet. Um, I have two of them. Uh, I don't think I've worn them since. Um, but, uh, a little bit, I mean, a little bit when he was in, in Miami, right. For a little bit. Um, and then here and there, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, here's the whole thing is you definitely don't hear about him as much anymore. You don't hear about him doing knucklehead stuff like he was doing in Detroit, stomping on people. Um, so he's still, he's been able to help his reputation out a little bit, but, Man, hey,
0: hey your, your, your boy Eric Ebron on the move again. Oh,
1: screw him! That guy can't. Uh, I mean, whatever team gets him, have fun watching him drop the football ten times a year. I mean, it's the guy, the guy, the guy's hands are bricks. He's got nothing there, nothing there. Horrible, horrible. Uh, meanwhile, of course, Detroit Lions draft a fricking tight end with their eighth pick or whatever was TJ Hawkinson. And the guy played like four games and he had one good game all season long. And then he was hurt the rest of the year. What a waste of a pick. Detroit lions suck at drafting. Bob Quinn sucks at drafting, um, <laughs> but we'll get into that another day, but let's wrap this up here. Um, Cause we do have uh, later in the week. Again, we're going to be starting our sweet. Is it the sweet snacks? 2020 uh, March madness tournament. Is that what we're calling yes, this? Sir. All 2020,
0: right. Twenty Twenty sweet, sweet snacks, March Madness. So
1: look out for that on Wednesday. Um, so we'll be releasing that again the first bracket will be Little Debbies there'll be eight seeds and then we've got three other regions to get to Um, we'll do Hostess on Friday and then we've got a couple others next week but that is your NFC East breakdown here of uh, some of the offseason moves and then, of course, we're getting closer and closer to the draft, which all signs are pointing to the draft happening. Roger Goodell has said the draft is going to be happening. Um, obviously, they'll take whatever precautions. It'll, it could be just a couple guys in front of a TV all night and no like tables and things like that. It might just be just a, a simulcast of them of Roger Goodell just reading off the draft picks. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it sounds like that is going to be happening, which is great news because it gives us sports fans something to look forward to in the month of April while we're waiting on all the other stuff to hopefully happen like baseball and things like that like that Um, hey hey, real quick
0: did you did you hear that for virginia uh the vhsl the virginia high school league uh i don't know if i'm allowed to say this or not because i actually i'm a teacher so obviously i have some inside information that supposedly they might be uh contesting the state into let high letting high school sports participate this year yeah
1: i know they were trying to come up with a solution where they did like a uh, a, a shortened season or something like that, where they may, maybe start the season in May and try to do like knock out like two months and go past the school year and all this stuff. I know, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. There was some protests. There, there have been some petitions signed and things like that in regards to um, Northam's decision to close down all sports for the spring. So I know it's been talked about. So uh, we'll see how it all yeah. plays out. I mean, it's definitely an interesting story to follow here locally. Obviously, if you're listening to DC Crossover, you're mostly uh, probably in the area, so you you kind of know what's going on in the state of Virginia so we'll see we'll see I mean it does stink for those high school seniors who don't get to play um, but on, honestly my opinion is you got to do whatever keeps everybody safe so you know we'll, we'll see how it happens but hey if in a month from now things have calmed down enough where why not let them you know do a shortened season then why not I mean I, I have no problem with that as long you know as long as it, they can make it all happen but we'll see we'll, we'll keep up with that story as well over the coming weeks Um, and enjoy your you know hopefully you guys are staying safe staying healthy in the quarantine watching watching some uh netflix shows watching the platform over and over again mike's a big <laughs> fan he gave it a 10 out of 10 stars and uh, look forward to wednesday where we get into little debbie region of the sweet snack 2020 march madness tournament uh this has been another episode of the dc crossover <laughs> that is mike serone i am ben simpson so long pine ponies